Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is SFA Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina's premier podcast. Once again, coming to you in conjunction and partnership with WDRB Media, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn app. And on today, y'all, we just letting it fly. We are just going to give y'all a basic phone call. This is this is what you would, we're giving you the insight into what would be going on if we were just on the phone with each other, pre-production, mm-hmm. hashing out topics, trying to figure out what the content is we're going to bring. And most importantly, you get an opportunity to really hear what's in our heads, what's in our minds, what's in our spirits, what's in our hearts when we know that everything we want to present is going to be beneficial to our community in the Charlotte region, not only in the Charlotte region, but nationally and internationally. So uh, let me go ahead and remind everybody, because it has been a minute, of my co-hosts, my co-producers, those that ride and rock with me to get this thing going. We got Miss Keeks. What's up, what's up, what's up? And then we got my brother, the one and only K. Lynn Knox Liz. Hey, 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 peace, love. And a brother got engaged. I'm a fiance. Okay. <laughs> oh, fiance? I'm a fiance. Okay. <laughs> Man, you know what? Let's get out the let's 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 shoot out the blocks with that right there with what you just said. Um, man, w- when I hear you say something like that, Kaylin, bro, it just warms my heart because it once again reminds me of how we in the black community uh, have these words that we oftentimes don't promote that are actually unisexual and they give um, and they denote. Um. Oh, what what's what, what? What am I looking to say? I want to say that you're you're putting yourself on a on a on a very high plateau, and that word is not synonymous with just women. It's also for men as well. Fiance works on both sides, and I'm just and you know just to be able to hear you say it, it reminds me of how free this young generation is, how how free the millennials are, how free Generation Z is. And and man, it just just speak more to that, man. What does it feel like to be a fiance, bro? Man, um, whew. good day. I'm actually talking about this, but uh, <laughs> but no, but honestly, like it, it it's been hitting me in waves ever since it happened for me, and honestly, it just feels like a dream come true. Cause like. All my life, I've really been like I don't know why I've just been in just a in in hunt and search for my wife. I don't, I've just been a lover boy, and so like I've just always just been looking for and just been like looking for and thinking about it, all this stuff. And so when my fiance now came into my life, like it didn't come how I thought it would. She, we we met on the night I was not really looking, so it was just like. <laughs> It just came just to me. And so it was just like, and it just like, for me, for her as well, like, she was just chilling, hanging out with her friend, and she just heard me laugh, and that just drew drew her to me. And she didn't even know my name. She came up with a name, a nickname for me. I was Turtleneck until we introduced each other to ourselves. So, 
Um, it was just, it's just really a dream come true, man. And it's just like, it's just awesome to have a relationship with somebody that you can genuinely like love as a wife and appreciate as a best friend. Man. Like that's beautiful. Yeah, like I Ace Hood, Ace, Ace Hood just said something and um I shared it on my Instagram. He was talking he's talking about how like I'm married, married. He was like one of the he was getting interviewed and old boy was like, Oh, you married, married. He was like, You married, married, like I'm married, married. He was like, Yeah. And one dude was like, What? There's a difference? He was like, Yeah, hip hop married. And, mm. and um I was like, Wow. And he really went into just like when you really in a marriage, people always talk about the downside of marriage, but no one talks about the upside. When you really like in a relationship with somebody and you can grow with them, y'all both are committed to growth and y'all actually come together, sit, have conversations about things and move like forward together in those and continue to grow. Oh, it's the most it's the it's 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 heaven, bro. It's the most beautiful thing. And actually my 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 fiance shared it with me. And it's just like, yeah, like that's how it is. When when I'm not in my head and when I'm not, you know, step stepping over myself like our relationship is beautiful and it's so crazy because now it's like it's weird like we've been at peace for so long it's weird to me i haven't been at peace this long so that's another thing like no one really talks about the 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 how peace is weird no one really talks about how actually being in a relationship with someone you like is like it's weird to a point and it's like it's off because it's like totally against culture culture you need that drama you need that a spice you need that sense of some, having someone there that shouldn't be there but that is always around to always cause that one issue like it's like you need that sense of spice and it's just like nah you can create spice in a whole other ways and whole other things that are healthy for you and actually brings you closer to your partner instead of just driving a wedge between y'all while y'all fighting to get back to each other. It's crazy what culture doing to us, but as far as me and mine, we are lovely. It is amazing. I couldn't have, I could honestly, I couldn't have written it up better. Like man, the OG, the Devon, hooked me up, hooked me up, man. So yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and it's and it's crazy. It's, it's, I've, we've gotten a lot of love. Like I've never had a Facebook post that has gone over five hundred reactions. Our freaking engagement post is 800, 800 and some odd reactions. I'm like, what the heck? Yes. Like, <laughs> like people people pay attention to us like that. Like it was it, it's 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 kind of mind blowing to see that people really love black love, but they just not public about it until it's like I don't know, until it until it's like an engagement or a marriage, then everyone shows the love. But if it's just a regular post, it's like, oh, okay. Man, that's that's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, and it and is. go ahead, Keeks. I was just gonna add a comment. Like every consonant and vowel that I sent after you informed us, child, I was literally doing that out loud. Like I was at work. Like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> that was real life. My reaction. For real. I gotta tell Christy that. <laughs> Yes. Oh man. Oh man. Consonant and vowel. That's a beautiful thing right there. That's a consonant and vowel. And 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 I wanna, you know, again, it's something you brought up that's just 
that, that we constantly keep coming back to. And I think it's because we are the three that produce this podcast, but we keep coming back to culture. And I think we keep coming back to culture because one, we we know that we have the opportunity to discuss cross culture, meaning cross generation, and how we can look at culture from almost a thirty year to fifty year time period. Um, me being the older, you two being the younger. Um, but when you said when you made your comment about culture and connected it to Ace Hood and his, his comments and then, you know, understanding that what you're seeing present day is that culture is trying to teach Black America relationship-wise that you got to have some kind of stress, some kind of strife, some kind of um, agitation mixed in. It can't just flow. It can't just be peaceful. It can't just be uh, beautiful. Um, it reminds me of how we, and, and when I say we, of course, I'm speaking about Generation X, baby, baby boomers, how we had to go through the presentation that culture was trying to teach us how to avoid and evade the opposition to black love, like the total 100% opposition, almost straight up eradication of black love. And that was a stressor. Like my mother getting her first job because of culture was looked upon as what are you doing? Like. I'm providing, like, I got the house. And my mom is like, yeah, but I am a human being who wants to express herself. And again, I'm putting these words in my parents' mouth, but what I'm saying is that to hear you say that reminds me that that stressor, that strife has always been on the outskirts of Black love. And it, and it has always taken some kind of form, some kind of fashion. And those of us that were, uh, I don't want to use the word intelligent, those of, those of us that were aware enough of it knew how to avoid it, to just have positive interactions, positive relationships, positive friendships, positive marriages that did, like you used Ace Hood's uh, quote, that just were good that were just great like man i don't know what you guys talking about but i'm mad right <laughs> very mad like i don't know what y'all tripping off of but dude it's all good over here <laughs> man so um one go ahead keeks Why do y'all think that is, though? Like, why do you think that there is this idea that it has to be some type of stress in a relationship? Like, why? Why can't I feel like because it it it, it just healthy, don't it's not appealing. <laughs> like, it don't sell. 
know, and, and and you got and you also got to think about the society that we're in. We're in a capitalistic society, so a lot of people yeah, base their life moves good. off of making money, like purely. And that's relationally, that's business, that's shoot, even family wise. Like, so some people really operate their family like a whole business, and sometimes not in the best way. So I think it's just really. Just coming back to knowing who you are and just like understanding that culture culture is something that's forever going to be changing and that's forever going to be influencing you to do in America to do what's going to either make us the most money or just going to be the most entertaining. And watching a whole season of a beautiful relationship with little spurts of confrontation is not that appealing to, to viewers of America. Mm. And if I got to give an answer for our community from everything I've been able to view over the years, including my own two failed marriages, um, trauma and the and the inability collectively as a people within America to positively rid ourselves of that trauma. We've got, we've got men and women who have endured molestation, child rape. You have some that have had to endure being trafficked. You've had uh, not only uh, stranger rape, but what they call familiar or friend or close contact rape. You've had people who've been severely beaten, malnourished, grown up, group homes. You know, you've had all manner, you know, had to suffer uh, gun violence, witnessing gun violence, having to, you know, experience homelessness. And, and I'm talking about from being children on up into their adulthood. You... And 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 I'm not trying to make one thing sound greater than the other, but when you think about a young man who had to witness his father severely beating on his mother, and then let's compound that trauma with the announcement that his father has what we used to call back in the day outside children. Like you find out you got a brother or a sister on the other side of town you never knew about. Now you got to process that. And then you got an older brother or older cousin or an older friend in the neighborhood that you look up to that, that seems cool. And he joins a gang and then you get to witness them fighting and bloodshed and, and knives and gunplay. And then all of a sudden you're 20 years old, 21, 22 years old, and you meet a girl and you're like, okay, she aggravates me. I don't know how to process this. So I must supposed to beat her because that's what daddy said. And then you, wait a minute, I got to have other children with other women because that's what daddy did. Oh, wait a minute, I got to be a criminal because that's what old boy was. Like you got people that are dealing with so many different types of trauma and then you try to as a culture 
we're trying to tell them that hip hop is the presentation of healthy relationships. And they're going, I know I want a good relationship. I don't want to go through what I'm going through. So I'll try to imitate what I see on Love and Hip Hop. Or I'll try to imitate what I see on Power. Or I'll try to imitate what I see on um, Empire or Claws or, you know, whatever else is being insecure or, you know, whatever else is being um, promoted in mass these days. And again, I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, let me be very honest with y'all. You know, I know that these are shows that I'm naming off and these people are, you know, actors and they're portraying characters and they probably are not those people in their real life. But when a mass of the black community is enjoying these portrayals, and they don't have anything else positive in their life to look to. And this stuff might look positive. Like Kaylin just said, if I am poor and I just got to get money and Ghost got money and, 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 and Keisha got money and, 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 and uh, Issa got money and, and Lucius Lyons got money, and Stevie and 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 Amara La Negra and 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 all the rest of them, they got money. Like I'm gonna be like them. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to get what they got. So that's my answer. My answer is trauma and us not having the ability or the wherewithal or even the access to proper and beneficial remedies to that trauma is what's blocking us from having these beneficial relationships and these positive relationships, positive marriages. And, and Keeks, I do want you to answer the question, <clears throat> um, but I do want to add on to what Brother So said real quick. I feel like another reason why we we feel like we don't have the time to process our trauma is because of the nature of capitalism and the nature of just hip hop culture. Grind, grind, get it, get it, get it. Gotta get it now. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. You only live once. Do do do. It's everything is so urgent. So we as a people feel like we gotta go get it down. And if something traumatic happens to us, I don't have I, I don't have the time to take off or I can't take a personal day. I can't do this because if I do, I'm gonna be at my house. I'm gonna be woo woo. And it's, so it's, 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 it's this perpetual thing of like, I have to, I have to get ahead, but how can we get ahead if we can't even get to zero? That's mm. why like, I really push people and it's not even a shameless plug. I'm plugging myself all the way through. This is why I push, this is why I push my brand, choose you. I don't do it so you can be selfish. I do it because if you don't choose you, no one else really will. You might get that rare person that loves you more than life itself. And hopefully you love them back. Because if you don't, that's going to be it. It's your relationship. But I'm going to move on from that. But choose <laughs> you for real and love yourself and really choose what you need to do for you. Because if you don't do that, if you don't have the vision for yourself, life and whatever life brings you has a vision. And they will give it to you for you to work their vision if you don't have one for yourself. But Keeks, please answer your own question, please. 
Oh, of course. Well, of course, in addition to everything that you both have already said, I would like to add that it's easier to not work towards a healthy relationships. Working towards healthy relationships is hard work, man. It's tough. It's, it's really tough, especially when you realize that there's so many things that you have to unlearn. There's so many new things that you need to learn. You have to sit with yourself, do some reflecting and really dig into yourself, dig into yourself <coughs> and really just sit with yourself, look at yourself. It's hard. And sometimes when you don't have a, a good model or if you don't have a mentor or someone who can steer you in the right direction that will help you know how to cultivate those relationships or even someone, let's just say, you know, you're venting to someone and you need guidance and trying to figure out, okay, well, is this the time where I should take, like, hold myself accountable or is this the time I should be bitter about a situation and be like, oh, well, it's whatever. Should I just have that nonchalant attitude and just chuck it up as another loss rather than having that uncomforting, that uncomfortable conversation and just being honest and then forgiving yeah. and then being an adult forward. actually takes work yes <laughs> it ain't all it ain't all that bad come on now I'm an adult it, it ain't I, all that bad it and, not even, and not even to say I that mean, to it's, say like it's, it's bad not, just it's to not. say that to say like when you're a child you don't really gotta work to be a child you just be and when you to make that mm. to make that transition right. from a child to an adult, some people don't know how to because it's not like a graduation. It's not like a hey, okay, you gotta actually, you know, do things you don't want to do if you want to grow. No one has a conversation. It's just people expect you to just figure it out. I feel like that's what they feel like college is. You, you that's your time to figure all that adult stuff out, but in a small environment to where it won't totally if up your life. Well, I mean, well, okay. See, I never went to college. Let me, let me be, let me be one hundred percent open. I never went to college. Never wanted to go to college. Like I'm under, I, I comprehended high school. I comprehended that it was not my cup of tea. Like I got through it. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't. I'm not that person that that walked away from school because it bored me. Like I was, I had an abject person i had an abject thought process when it came to high school it was like okay yeah i gotta be here but you know whatever like i i got in trouble i'll never forget this i got in trouble because in my high school in my school district it was required reading before the 12th grade through all fourth uh 9th 10th 11th and 12th grade we had to read all of John Steinbeck's novels because he was from the area where I went to school. He was from the, the, the Monterey Bay area. And so it was required reading. For me, after I read Of Mice and Men, I was like, I'm not trying to read <laughs> other books. I don't want to read I don't want to read Tortilla Flats. I don't want to read Cannery Road. 
I don't want to read Old Man in the Sea. I don't want to read these books by this dude. This this first book of Mice and Men was just totally boring to me. But I read them. Why? Because I had to read them because I had to get to graduation. And so I did it. But I had no feelings towards it. I did my book reports and I just kept it pushing. It wasn't until I met Mr. D. Victoria, my high school civics teacher, who got and literally, quote unquote, made education come alive. This Italian dude, straight up 100% Italian, he literally got me interested in politics, the political system, how America works politically, what we needed to do. He encouraged, um, at that time, Leon Panetta, who, if you know who he is, I think he's still in Congress. But at that time, he was a he was an attorney, and he had just got into politics, and he represented uh, the Monterey Bay area. And he got him to come to our high school and speak to us. And I got to see a, a real live politician in my face for the first time. And yes, I was in school at the beginning of the invent of the internet. It was called the World Wide Web at that time. And we were encouraged by Leon Panetta. He said, if you got your guy, and I'll never forget, he said it. If you guys got a little bit of money, get your parents to get you a, a stock account and invest in this little company called Microsoft. I'll never forget that as long as I live. And, and you know, a little black kid was like, yeah, whatever. Who is this old white man talking to me? I don't know. But, uh, you know, that's that's what we had to deal with. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, me neither. Oh, oh, I wasn't saying that's that. what we had to deal with, you know, in the sense of having glimpses from adults at what it's like to be an adult. But we didn't have the wherewithal to process that stuff. And that's the thing about being young. The thing about being young is you're getting glimpses of what it is to be an adult. You just don't have the wherewithal to process it. And so it's, it's not that you don't know how to be an adult. It's not that somebody is pushing you to uh, or not giving you the, the, the tools or the skills or the, or the education on what it is to be an adult. It's just you don't have the wherewithal at the present time to be able to process. It, it sounds like a bunch of old people just trying to tell you to do something. It's like, I ain't got to do what you say, old person. And they're like, all right, then I guess you got to take that lump on your head. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I remember. I remember. I'll never forget that as long as I live. That man told us to invest in Microsoft. And if and and if I would have understood what it is to be an adult, I'd have went home that day and told my mother and my stepfather, I got, I you know, I got whatever amount of money in my hand, and y'all please help me buy some Microsoft. Where would I be today? <laughs> the world will never know. <laughs> the world. But you know, one of the things that I also wanted us to 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 dive into. And, and we've discussed this before a couple of times, and I think it's apropos that we bring it back since we're talking about culture and, and, and adulthood and, and cross uh, 
cross generational lines of, of communication. What's what's one of the what's one of the 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 shows, presentations, uh, movies, whatever you 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 you've seen in the last five years that's geared towards the black culture, geared towards black people in America, that has given you hope. Like we we really are going to reach that place that we all know we're supposed to reach as black people. We're going to be business owners. We're going to be, you know, we're going to live at the height of black excellence like we're supposed to. What's something you've guys seen that has given you that hope? Mm. I mean, right off back, I just want to, because I don't watch too much TV, you know. Okay, did you read um, something? Did you did you happen to read any a book or something? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I can think of a show. I mean, not a okay. show, a movie. Um, and it's not real, but for me, it just it just kind of unlocks some things for me. But what I mean, Wakanda, Black Panther. I think uh-huh. I think just really seeing a world built by us, ran by us, and how sophisticated that is, and I think even even in fictitious, you know, movies or whatever shows, we really don't see that. Even in fiction, it's like even in fiction, black people are always in poverty. It's like like we always just struggling, or we always just getting up. It's either we struggling. Or getting up, it's basically on the bottom of middle class, or we're just majorly affluent. And I feel like Black Panther was just like, it just shows us. Like, it's not major affluence, it's not, we're struggling. It's just, this is who we are. We built this. This is everything. And it's hidden. <laughs> we hidden in plain sight. It just shows, it, I think it just shows the untapped potential that, of who we could be. And if we really activate ourselves, what we could actually bring to this world, because a lot of things that are in America are from black people, things that are necessary and needed. So that just really opened my eyes for me. Just like it, it I felt like it was dope to watch Black Panther and to really see that as an image for us, opposed to watching Roots and then see that being like a first image of who we are, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Keeks? I know we mentioned this one earlier, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Gronish. Um, black, black kids being in, or black young adults pursuing their, pursuing higher education and just having a diverse uh, mm-hmm. backgrounds. And another thing that I really like about the show is that it's very modern. They talk about a lot of things that are very current in the world and even seeing how they challenge each other when they do have different opinions or someone says something that's culturally insensitive. And I know, again, we mentioned, we talked about the dynamic of, What's her name? Uh, oh, I, I don't know her name the on the show. What's but I know you're talking about. What's her name? Just the dynamic of her family. And that, that just made me think about what you were saying, Kaylin. You know, if it's not a family that they're an affluent family. You know, they're not 
poverty stricken and it's a very healthy relationship and just everything that that series discusses within it being yeah black kids, i don't like that now they when the show started getting the third spinoff it's like all right now you're getting a little greedy here right <laughs> calm down i haven't watched mixed dish either but i definitely feel that that's a very positive representation of future black families even current black families you know because i feel like black adults pursuing higher education black children pursuing higher education it's at an now i don't want to say at an all-time high but it's something mm-hmm. it keep it keeps increasing over the years and you know maybe within this generation it was a lot of first generations but then the next lifetime is going to be okay second generation third generation is going to be a continuum of black students and black adults pursuing yeah, higher education mm. no that's awesome that you guys say that because listening you know again going back to marriage culture you know us discussing this stuff it reminded me of what it felt like when i when i watched the premiere of Martin. Like when Martin Lawrence premiered his television show on Fox, it was it was like, wow, somebody, it was, it was, it was a celebration immediately because this man in his mind crafted a presentation of what we knew to be truth at that time in the way that we were living as black people, as black adults, let me say it like that. Cause I want to tie it back to what you guys were saying about being adults, because as adults, especially young adults, mid twenties, early thirties, we, we had friendships. We had friendships that were across uh, genders and we, and they were not lustful. They were actual friendships. We, you know, I could have my girlfriend, mm-hmm. she could have her crew of girls, and we could still, you know, rock with each other. I could have my crew of boys. Everybody didn't have to be dating each other, and we all didn't have to be lusting after each other and look, you know, wanting to have sex with each other. And, you know, we could crack jokes on each other and go out and hang out and have fun and all that stuff like that. So you know, I, I I was just thinking about adulthood, you know, especially at your age, you know, not wanting to hear from older people, wanting to try to find your way in life, but it also be something that is positive because everything about our life isn't negative. Everything isn't negative. Everything isn't woe is me. Um, we do have to deal with a lot of things being black in America and we are not you know, we're not oblivious to that, you know, but at the end of the day, we got our friendships. We got our mutual respect of each other. We got our ability to be able to be there for each other. And it just, you know, I was thinking about Martin. I was thinking about everything Martin touched on and carried as a through line through his series. And it was just, I mean, I haven't seen it since. Like one of the things I was saying to you guys at another on an, on another phone call was that you know um, I still have yet to see on television, on film, on 
our mobile devices a presentation of a black couple, whether they're dating or married, where either gender is not making the other gender feel feel less than or making jokes about them to make them appear less than in a financial sense. Martin captured that eloquently. You know, yes, as a man, you might have a few little things inside of you that's like, oh man, my girl making more money than me. But overall, Gina never made that man feel less than. And Martin never tried to make Gina feel like she was doing something to him because she was financially more, uh, she was earning more money than he was. And again, their friends were their friends and their friends had uh, different levels of income. Cole worked at the airport. He cleaned, he cleaned the plane. We both, all of us come from the airport. We know what you make cleaning planes. You don't make no money cleaning planes. But then friends with a guy and you know the joke was Tommy didn't have a job but Tommy if anything was the one that earned the most money out of all three of the men and Tommy never flaunted his money in anybody's face he never made no he never made Martin or Cole feel less than because he was the dude that was making the most money and they all had you know so it was just one of those things where it's like man you know to be an adult in our culture, to be an adult inside each generation, you got to find those presentations that are helpful to you. And that's why I'm glad you said that about Ace Hood. You know, I, I know a little bit about him as a rapper, and I know he married a young lady that uh, I think she has her own business and she's into um, yoga and, and shout out to Sheila Marie. Okay, I, I don't know much about them. I just I, I remember the one thing I do know about them is that they um, she made the plaques for him because he's an independent artist. And as an independent artist, he doesn't have a, a, a record company behind him. So there will never be an acknowledgement from a, a, a big a big record company of his success and how many streams or sales he has of his song. And so her being his wife recognized the effort that her husband kicked out to get his songs out and to do his own promotion and to, you know, to do his own work because he's totally 100% independent. And she just created these plaques for him. And I thought to myself, when I saw that picture, I was like, that is so dope that she is there for him because that, you know, in that way of Martin and Gina, that's something Gina would have did for Martin. And so that, you know, being adults, you know, we're going we gonna to be all right. But I also wanted to tell you guys, when I said that about um, Martin, I also wanted to say to you guys, and, and I've said this to you guys before, and I know we got an audience listening to us right now, and I'm mindful of that that there are um, what I would consider being older than you guys, five films that every black American should watch 
that would be great um, for us to see who we are at our heights artistically and creatively presenting Black life. Um, and I know I said it to you guys on another, on, a, on another phone call, and I'm going to try to say them again in order. If I get them out of order and y'all remember, please let me know. But um, number one, at the top of the list for me, at the top of the list, mahogany. Number two is going to be um, Sparkle, the original, with Irene Cara, Dorian Harewood, and Philip Michael Thomas. Like, that's like my favorite. My favorite is Sparkle. Like, that was, that was black, that was black life at that time in the 70s. That was black life. Wow. That movie. And then number three, The Wiz. Um, and again, I said it to you guys earlier. I said The Wiz was because, you know, of course, we know The Wizard of Oz was one of those great films that, that and, I, and I'm, I'm just utilizing this verbiage. The Wizard of Oz was one of those great films that white America produced that just was phenomenal. It was the very first movie that... Uh, produced Technicolor, that was produced in Technicolor, the first film that was viewed in Technicolor. So, you know, it was it was just something that was awesome at that time. But to see Barry Gordy promote Black excellence with The Wiz and, and do it on a worldwide scale, I was, you know, that, that you'd have to go back in history to actually understand the impact of what that film was, you know, when it came out, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Ted Lang, Nipsey, uh, Nipsey Russell, um, God, forgive me for forgetting the woman that played uh, the witch, um, Mabel King. Mabel King. She was the mother on What's Happening. If you ever saw the TV show What's Happening, that's who played the evil witch in The Wiz. Um, and so uh, that was number three. Number four, I said was uh, Imitation of Life. And um, that dealt with the, with the uh, issue that Black America dealt with and still deals with to this day. I mean, like, for real, for real, you know, we're talking about the issue of passing, passing for white. Like, there's still some people out there passing for white that's actually black. So let's not think that it's not still happening to this day. But Imitation of Life was one of those movies that, that I think all of black America should uh, view. And then last but not least, uh, Shaft, the height of black exploitation films. And so... um you know, our very first black superheroes, Shaft. So, um, yeah, man. Do y'all have anything y'all want to add to that? That's how I can think of, to be honest. Mm -hmm. What would y'all recommend to us older generation, us older generation of black people who may not may not pay attention to what's happening today 
artistically, whether it be through book, through music, through film, through television, what would be something that you suggest to us to watch or read or listen uh, to? I think everyone needs to pay attention to Tobin Uigwe and how that man moves. Um, uh-huh. Tobin Uigwe, yeah, yeah, you have. He's the one that yeah, came out with the song Arrest the Killers of Rihanna Taylor. You remember that's the song that is the intro. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Toby Nguigwe, he, he called his wife oh, fat. Oh, crap. Yes. He got nail yes. on a producer. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, to- Toby Nguigwe. I feel like that's someone mm-hmm. that really needs to be looked at because, man, it's just a, a black man that um his parents are African. And he uh he just really like he's an independent mm-hmm. artist and he just really puts on for his family. He has a, a wife, uh two babies, and like they're in everything. They're in all his music videos, they're on all his album covers, they're on all the documentaries, all the background stuff, like they're like the center they're like the uh the centerpiece of everything. It's just a family unit. And I feel like it's just so beautiful because it's just a black man surrounded by black women and, and their tribe. And it's just so dope just to see how just see just to see how he moves, but how he moves for and through them and how they support him, but he supports them as well. It's just dope just to see that a, a black family moving like that. So um that's somebody, and that's musically. Uh his music videos are like movies, in my opinion. So you know what I'm saying? You get a little double dose of that. But uh but yeah, that's somebody right off the top of my head. For me, I'm going to go ahead and throw in this very oh, yeah. young <laughs> lady. I know. Bella Boss. She's so freaking dope, man. Like she's just she's just all around. She just she's a phenomenal person. She's a raptivist. And in just listening to her music, it's all about black empowerment and being a revolutionary and cultivating a healthier society. She's all for the people and everything that she do. She has her own nonprofit organization. She's just a phenomenal person. And she's also starred in a few artistic projects so I know right now she's featured in a documentary uh, it's called the unapologetic documentary and then she's <laughs> been in a few plays like the girl she do everything she do everything but she's just all around a very great person I just love how ambitious she is and how committed she is to being an advocate for not just for the community but for the things that she believes in like she's she's truly inspirational for me in in that aspect. Mm. Mm. So, um, what are you guys dealing with when it comes to the employment aspect, like career wise, and you know, because that's something that that we deal with in the black community. You know, I just I just did a presentation on IG Live not too long ago. Um, I think no, I Kayla, you thing. watched it or you might have caught a little bit of it. 
oh, okay. And you know what? I didn't mean for it to be an hour. Like when I found, when I literally stopped and I saw it was an hour long, I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to go that long. Like I really don't want to be going out. But, you know, I, I, I reviewed it myself and I was like, well, I guess it needed to be an hour because it was a lot of content, a lot of information I was giving away and I didn't know all that was inside of me. But the point I was getting at is that one of the things that I know we face today as a community, as a, and within our culture, within this Black American culture, is that we're dealing with being promoted to to be business owners. Like it's it's like the entrepreneurial spirit. Be a business owner. Be a hustler. Hustle twenty four hours a day. Lose sleep. You know, grind it out. Like you were saying earlier. Uh, Grind it out. You know, don't, you know, if you sleeping, you losing. While they sleep, we win. You know, stuff like that. And my thing is, you know, there are some of us who just are good at our nine to five. We're 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 good. We we straight. And so what are you guys being or what are you seeing when it comes to career, when it comes to advancement when it comes to being able to um, navigate as an adult <laughs> within our uh, within our our culture within this uh, community of ours in America what are y'all seeing employment wise or what do you have as thoughts on that well I would definitely say I see entrepreneurship uh, that's an that's one thing I will say the pandemic has sparked a lot just seeing people tap into their creative side and just trying different things you know uh i've seen so many new hobbies being formed and even just finding a way to make profit off of your hobbies or just starting a business for your future not for your future for your family for yourself and um what else Sharing your, which I feel like this kind of goes with what I just said too, but sharing your creativity. So even if you <laughs> are a painter, hey, or hey, go ahead, go ahead, album just dropped. You know what I mean? Big thanks. Poet, All right, just dropped an album. Okay, okay, okay. Just being sharing your gifts and your talents with the world, and I don't feel like you always have to make money you know just from being an artist but it's nice when you're able to do them both at the same time um there was something else i wanted to say that whole i, I just want to make a comment on that whole grind now sleep later baby mm -hmm. listen you don't take care of yourself you won't be able to enjoy what it is that you grinding for and that's just it's your body needs rest your body needs rest your body it you need to relax, you know, and some people can do it. I, 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 I give kudos to people who can do it. My body's not a fan, not at all, at all. And not just my body, my mind ain't either. Cause baby, if I don't get no sleep, you best just be quiet. <laughs> but no, but I, I, I feel like, I feel like to an extent, entrepreneurship is being pushed. Um, 
I'm just and just based on just my social media feed and what I see, I just see a lot of entrepreneurs, but that's who I follow because that's you know my my stilo. But I do feel like a lot of people are wanting to go the entrepreneurial route, and I do believe because a lot of it is because it looks alluring and it looks dope, even though some people don't really calculate the real deal work that it takes to actually have a profitable business as an entrepreneur. Um, But I do feel like it is being pushed at the same time. I feel like only really one version is being pushed of it. It's just like the grind method. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to get it now. You know what I'm saying? Every opportunity, woo, woo, woo. And it's just like, I really love to follow people that push for the 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 whole person. So I don't want you to be a beast in, at work and a horrible husband at home. You know, I I don't want you to be the top seller at you know in your company, but mm-hmm. you aren't a family. You, you're not taking care of your family. So it um yeah, like I like to follow people who who tackle the whole person. So people like Eric Thomas, people like um Toby Newigway, people like Inky Johnson, people like um even Gary V. I feel like he's very influential, even though he's not necessarily for the black community. I feel like a lot of people can gain a lot of wisdom from him because it's a very universal message. Like he pushes happy, he pushes you know, joy. So if joy is having a nine to five and you get home at 430 every day and you can spend the rest of your evening with your children and do it every day the rest of your life, baby, if that's what makes you happy, do that. Don't care about what everyone else doing. And if being an entrepreneur, not working for anybody else, you know, doing what you got to do and being the best person you can be that way. If that's what you love, baby, by all means, go ahead. But don't just do something because it's trendy or don't do something because you feel like it's going to make you the most money or make you the most whatever. Because whatever you're chasing is you already have. So if you're chasing happiness, you have to have happiness first. Everything else around you is a tool. Everything you're chasing, you should have first. So, Mm. yeah. Wow, Child of the Lord. That's what I'm saying. And and the thing that I've been seeing, being the older, being in the older generation, is whether you are entrepreneur, whether you are a person who has a nine to five and you're okay with having an see, that's the thing. Okay, so that's the that let me let me let me say that. That's it. You gotta Choose be okay you. with who you are. You gotta, you gotta be okay with who you are. If you're a person that enjoys your job, then enjoy your job. This is the part that, as an older brother, as an uncle, however you wanna label me, whatever you know, it's bruh, sis. Don't be ignorant about it. If you if you can advance. You can advance. You can have be excellent at it. Increase your skills where your skills need to be increased. Go back. You know, one of the things that I'm dealing with, and I've said this time and time again, there we are living at a time now, especially with YouTube. We are living at a time now where a certificate, and I'm talking to people, I'm talking. Two people, 
now I'm being very exact, understanding that we have a podcast and this is a podcast episode. So I'm speaking to all the people in our community who are listening right now who have a nine to five and you are at the level that's called hourly wage earner. You're not middle management. You're not uh, operations head. You're not a CEO. You're not a COO. You're not a CFO. You are the person that's earning $11 an hour, $10 an hour, $12 an hour. You have an opportunity at this present time, like no other time in history, to go to your local community college, $19, $20, $25 a class, and you can walk out with a certificate that is geared towards the field that you work in that that can be of assistance to you to now earn $20 an hour. $25 an hour, $30 an hour. Why? Because you have spent time to gain the knowledge, the skill set that gets you closer to middle management, that gets you in the door of middle management. So don't negate, don't turn away from, don't let yourself down, and don't complain so much about what you're not getting. Now, for the entrepreneur, for the business owner, I am not going to lie to you. It is a hustle, nine times out of ten, and you two said it earlier. It's a hustle, but it ain't a trend. Don't chase the trends. You're selling yourself. Be who you are. Be authentic. Because here's the thing. You may not have 150 customers. You may not have 300 business accounts and you're working them all equally at the same time and you're stunting for the ground. You might just have one client. And that one client, you might be working a deal with them to keep them client. That means you're a business owner. That means you're being authentic. That means you're handling your business the way you're supposed to handle your business. And trust me when I tell you, if you do your job correctly as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that word of mouth will bring much more business. And I feel like, like, I think that's the thing that I've had to tell myself, really come to myself about, like, if you work a nine to five and you're complaining, like, okay, Well, to quell the complaints, are you really doing something outside of your nine to five to 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 take you away from it? And if you if you aren't, then why are you complaining? Mm. But if you are, then again, why are you complaining? Okay. So when you do have time to yourself, you need to work more on that thing so you can get out of this job. So I think that's the thing that I had to come to myself because like. Just complaining, man. Just don't want to work, but it's just like, bro. Okay, are you are you working on your business? Are you working on your poetry? Are you working on hosting material? Are you working on, um, you know, inspirational speaking stuff? Are you working on your business when you're not at work? Or are you just playing the game? Or are you just watching Netflix? Or are you just watching TV? Or are you just on your phone scrolling for hours? Whatever, whatever you're doing, or are you doing that? So. 
that when you go to work, you complaining again. Like, come on, man. And that's just me talking to myself. Like, so I I really think it just really, you just got to come to yourself and really say, what do I want? (laughs) Like, if I really want the entrepreneurial life, then I need to live that and work towards that. And if I really am okay with the life I am, I'm okay with it. I don't care what you're doing on Instagram. I'm happy for you. I'm good where I'm at. And I think that's another thing as well. A lot of people have FOMO for the old generation. If you don't know what that means, it's the fear of missing out. I didn't know what I didn't know what it meant for a while. So don't feel you know <laughs> like I'm trying to come at you. So kind of me too. But like a lot of people got FOMO. It's just like fear of missing out. Missing out on what? Whatever. Fear of missing out on a challenge. Fear of missing out on a party. Fear of missing out on that that one thing that happened in pop culture. Like man, the culture now. If you're not if it's like if you're not in on the latest trend or the latest challenge, it's like you're not relevant. That's how it feels. It's not the truth. That's just how it feels. But people people like to focus on the feeling rather than the truth. Mm. And I was one of those people until recently. So I'm not just mm. coming from people. I'm coming for myself as well. Just got to make mm. that clear for myself included. Is it though? FOMO is so real. I think so. I think. Not, oh, okay, I mean, yeah. I say it's real. Like I think it's 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 definitely a real thing. Like people really do have a fear of missing out. That's just like, say for example, I know when I went off of social media, I didn't realize how much time I spent on social media. And then, like, hearing people talk about things that were trending mm-hmm. on social media, I'm like, man, like, I kind of feel out of the loop. Heck, yeah. It's a, little it's weird. a thing. It's a thing. It's weird. And it's weird. I feel like I've, I've noticed I've noticed how trendy we, we have been, like, just as a culture. And I've noticed how that's affected me a lot. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, I've been really looking at just, like, programming like really like just thinking of trends and stuff like that like just even just okay this is the most recent trend I keep that I keep thinking about but the busted challenge like how one and and to think of how it started and to think of what it is now just to think of like how one little moment or this one girl just picking a random song and making up a dance to it how just multiple thousands, millions of people have created the same challenge and it continue. And that person who made the song, her streams have gone like out the roof for this one song. And it's just like, wow, man, we really are so powerful, but we really don't even realize it because we're just trying to be in the loop or in the now where we're not seeing the really the effect of what our attention and what our actual celebration of a thing really does like we really put Erica Banks on a map. Like every time you hear "Bust It," "Bust It," like people, that's a that's a song. Like people, like that's a that's a song now. Like that's a that's a swag surfing. That's a that's a thing. So it's it's like it's it's, it's just crazy just to see the the trendy nature mm-hmm. of us. And I feel like I've realized the 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 negative effect of it, and I've realized the positive effect. Like at the end of the day. You gonna get programmed. At the end of the day, you gonna get conditioned. It's just about what you're conditioning to and what you're allowing to condition yourself. 
And I feel like a lot of people just have a lack of discipline with their conditioning. Myself included. Well, that lack of discipline and and literally because I am the older of the group, that lack of discipline is something that more than likely has been fed to us through capitalism. Because if you discipline yourself to the point of only having success, then you've got to deny more than 90% of what capitalism produces. You got to deny, and and I'm only giving you from my perspective, you got to deny the club. You got to deny the the overseas international vacation. You probably got to deny dating. You probably got to deny uh, luxury brand clothing, cars, and all other trinkets and baubles. You've got to deny so much of what capitalism produces to continually have success or to continually gain success in the area of your authenticity. And the average human. And now I'm getting outside of our culture, but the average human probably does not have that level of discipline inside of them. And if they do, you'll probably never hear about them because in a capitalistic society, it's not good to promote somebody that can deny themselves. So if I have not ever witnessed, I got an uncle. I mean, like, I literally, I got an uncle, and I can use him as an example. And and it's not that he's a bad, he's a very responsible man. He's not a, he's not a Scrooge, but he kind of stingy. But he got five houses. <laughs> he, got, he got four cars paid off. He was able to put his own son, my little cousin, in a position where he could buy his own house before 25. Paid off. Buy it, paid off before 25. So it's one of those things where it's like, my uncle didn't chase trends. My uncle didn't, he didn't, you know, he not on Facebook. He, he I mean, he older than I am, you know, of course, I think it's, you know, for me, I'm, I'm coming off of social media. I'm being very honest when I say this. I believe that a 55, 60 year old man shouldn't be on social media. Like that, that to me, that's just like, you know, if you ain't got a business to promote and you're not promoting your business solely to earn a profit, like, dude, who wants to see a 65 year old man talk about taking Geritol and Metal Mutual? Like, that's not, that's not what I want to see. I don't want to see you talking about taking Viagra. I don't want to see you <laughs> taking your teeth out at night. Like, about to say, talking about oh, what? Man. <laughs> Like, I almost, me personally, I'm not saying that, you know, that's what I think every 65 year old black man should, should follow me. No, I'm just saying, I don't, for me personally, no, that's not going to be who I am. 
Um, but my uncle, he's not on any social media. He's he he don't even know what social. He barely want to keep his cell phone on. Him. So he's content though. He's a content man. He's very disciplined. He's always been that disciplined. Like historically, he's always been a disciplined, responsible, prudent, upright man. And he's very successful in his life. And his level of success is what he wants out of life. He's not chasing nobody's trends. So for me, it's like, it's gotta be that way if you're not willing to deny 90% of what capitalism is going to promote and throw in your face. And I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like it can be packaged a little better. Because I feel like a lot of the times when we do offer like change, a lot of it is is wrapped in like pain. Like like it's just wrapped in like you gotta like you gotta deny yourself. You gotta turn away from this. You gotta stop doing this. And even though that is very correct, that's very true, there's a whole other side of like things you should be doing. Like not just taking away things, but adding things on. Cause I think a lot of people love to take away or love to diet, love to fast, but they don't do anything to supplement what the actual fast is for. So um, I feel like people really should just, dang, man, I hate when I go on tangents and I lose my freaking train of thought. Um, Oh, okay, okay, okay. Taking away, yeah. So I feel like another thing of not just necessarily denying or or not listening to what the culture and what capitalist society says, but also just really like Keeks was saying earlier, unlearning everything that you've learned and just relearning everything, like really going back to school. But like, this is fun school, like school you actually care about, like school that actually is going to impact your life, relearning your culture, relearning where you come from, relearning just history the truth and not just the cliff notes uh edited version your school gave you like really learning how things came to be really learning how to vote why you're voting really learn who you are what you like what you don't like do you like a relationship do you not like relationship do you want kids do you not want kids like just really figuring yourself out i really feel like a lot of people just don't take the time to really figure themselves out and when you don't figure yourself out the world will give you an identity and that identity nine times out of 10 is to benefit them and to give a fuck about you. So I'm not saying this because I'm just, you know, so gung ho about, you know, people living their dreams, even though I am, it's just like, listen, if you don't want to be a slave the rest of your life, then master yourself, either master yourself or be someone else's slave to master. So, so I, so I, you know, just just bringing more, just bringing more light to what you can do to supplement the takeaway. Because I feel like a lot of times we do focus on the takeaway, but we need to bring a lot more light to the things that we can do. And you can do that even without taking away social media. Because listen, social media is just a tool anyway. If you take it away, if you take it away for some time to go back, and you have the same mindset, you're gonna fall into the same trap. So. Use social media to your benefit. What do you want to see? You, I want to see positivity. I want to see meditative. I want to see black love. Go type in those hashtags. 
follow those pages, follow those people that post the things that you want to see or that you want to be. So therefore, when you're scrolling on Instagram for hours, you're actually manifesting. You're not just scrolling away. Because that's all it is, really, is just conditioning, manifesting, and just intention. What, like, mm. if you're just watching Busset Challenges all day, you're getting horny. Of course. Like, of course. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be <laughs> enticing. It's supposed to be sexy. It's supposed to make your mind wonder. So if, if, if the Busset Challenge, but no, because this is powerful stuff. If the Busset Challenge can do that, imagine watching something actually impactful and powerful to actually stimulate your mind and get you out of your situation, get you a bit to a better situation, what that will do for you. I mean... No, I'm laughing. I apologize. I'm laughing I mean, it, because you are so right. You are so right. There is so... There, um, and when I say you are so right, like, yes, it's there is not a busted challenge video that is not appealing. There is not one that has been created where a dude is. That's, oh, what, that's what it's meant for. It but I, I feel like people <laughs> need to understand that the power is the power isn't different. It's just the tool. I feel like people feel like the different tools have different power, but the power is the same. It's just a different tool. So people and and I feel like people need to understand about themselves. On, people man. looking at other people like, oh, Come these on. are just different powers. No, we all have the same power. We're just using different tools. So you just gotta you just gotta empty your toolbox and put stuff that you actually can't Come use on. in your toolbox. And your toolbox is your Instagram, your Facebook, your Snapchat, your Twitter, your uh, LinkedIn, your YouTube, your Google, your Directv, whatever. Your Xbox. Huh? Do people what? LinkedIn? LinkedIn is the Do plug. Do people still use LinkedIn? I don't use yeah. it. But I've heard like I've heard a lot of people like LinkedIn is the like I and that's more so on the business tip. I feel like a lot of people like if you're on LinkedIn heavy, you like really deep in business. Yeah. Like that's where people really like love LinkedIn. But okay. I mean, okay. I thought it went the route of Google Plus because you know Google Plus had a platform <laughs> and it was supposed to rival Instagram or Facebook. Let me let me say that it was supposed to rival Facebook, but again, um, like you said that about heavy in the business. From what I hear, Google Plus is like the place for mm. um, them that are heavy into STEM, them that are heavy. You know, them that are heavy into, uh, what's the word, the kid, uh, code writing, writing. Coding. Yeah, code. So that's what Google, from what I hear, that's what Google Plus is for. And seeing like you just said, especially being the older, if I'm not, if that's not my area, if that's not what I'm dealing with, I'm not trying to follow that stuff. I'm not trying to keep up with that stuff. You have every right to not not do do that. that. But I feel like the thing with that is don't be upset when you're not in the loop of things. I think it's it's funny because I feel like we as a people have this duality that we seem to freak, like missing ourselves. Like some people will be like, man, I don't need that stuff. I don't need that stuff. But then when that stuff starts coming around them, 
it's like, dang, what's going on? I thought you said you didn't need it. I don't, but you ain't going to tell me what's going on. <laughs> like, it's like a you, whatever decision you make, just be okay with that decision. Like, be okay with not being in the know. Like, just if, if you need to know, you'll find out. <laughs> that, that, that's how I feel about with drama. I feel like, shoot, if drama's supposed to meet me, it'll mm-hmm. meet me. I ain't going to search for it. It will meet my ass. Man. I also wanted to add something onto what you was talking about, Kevin. I know you were saying, like, if you pretty much to search for the type of creatives or mm-hmm. pages or profiles that interest you that you would like to see, Ooh. I would also encourage people to be what you want to see. So, as you say, if you want that inspirational, motivational talk, be that. And if you want the raunchy stuff, okay, well, hey, go ahead, baby. Get your raunch on. Do what you got to do. But But that's so easy, Keith. I mean, like, and when I say it's so easy, please understand I'm being a man right now. And I'm asking a woman. And, and, okay, so number one question I'm going to ask you, because you're the one, you're the woman that I'm speaking to right now. (laughs) Why haven't you created an OnlyFans page? And and not because I want to see you create one. Let me be honest. I don't want to see you create one. But two, asking that question of you, why is it so many women choose to create an OnlyFans page and not dig within themselves? Because now I'm coming back to discipline. Why do so many women not choose to go the opposite route and find that thing within them that's a special talent and not use their body. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I mean, I know for me personally, I choose not to do that because it's just something I'm not comfortable with. I don't want everybody, you know, all up in my business, you know. <laughs> what I do is what I do. That's between me and mine, you know. It ain't for the world to right. see. It's none of your business. Just, you know. And then, you know, People who are okay with that, you know, go ahead, do what you got to do. And I don't even want to say, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's easy because I feel like having an OnlyFans, I mean, if you're just trying to find a way to promote your sex, then go ahead. But if you're trying to make profit from it, it's not easy. You got to have a following. You have to get people to subscribe and to continuously watch and invest in your page. So it's a business. Um why people choose to go that route I'm honestly not sure because I know a lot of people who have them I'm not gonna say I know a lot of people but I know of people who have them and they have you know they have other careers that they're working on they're creatives they're artists they do a multitude of things but they just show I kind of I guess like it's just something that they, mm-hmm. they wanted to do I don't want to misspeak for anybody you know but yeah. I'm, and I'm I, not sure. I I I I was uh listening to Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. It said her new album. And there was there was one of and basically it's an album of just like women telling their truths of just life. And one of the women one of the women she was telling her tale like, you know, um sex is just something that she's good at. And, like, she know that she can just, I mean, she know that the man not going to want her for her. 
But if she can do that well enough, she know he'll come back. So she just and she she know that she don't want that he don't want her for him. That he she know that he doesn't want her for who she is, but more so what she can do. But she's okay with that and she's accepted that. So she just accepted I'm gonna be the best at doing this so I can get this, aka love. So I feel like because of the pandemic, um, a lot of people weren't receiving that love that they usually would get going out, going out to the club, going partying. So, you know, OnlyFans was like a spot where you could get that attention and control that attention for, you know, however much you wanted to. So um, I feel like that's a, that's a piece of it. I think a lot a piece of it is self-image, a piece of it is self-love. Another piece of it is strictly business and like I know people gonna come to it. And I feel like another piece is just like some girls just it's just easy. Like like one of my poems are like, What hinders you to run? Because walking is enough. Some people just drop their gorgeous and just get stuff based on how they look. So they like, why would I te- challenge myself to be something else? Or my body give me everything. So it's like, hey. I mean, I can't, you know, if that's what if that's how you feel, boo. Catch your bread, honey. Yeah. So then I have a question for y'all. Do y'all feel like any not just woman, but person who will use their body as a means of making profit? Do you feel that that person doesn't love themselves or that person doesn't have any self they don't see themselves as being worthy or having self-appreciation that that that's that's a difficult question because it's so case by case there's no cookie cutter answer for that because there are some people who are fully aware of what they're doing and they are okay with it like some people they don't want kids. They don't want to get married. They just want to be a porn star. Oh, and they love it. They have a ball. And, you know, that's just that's just their lane. That's their career. That's, you know, I, okay, I mean, you know, we're going to go here. We go here. Like, when you, there are some sex workers that are the Tom Brady's and the LeBron <laughs> James's of their career. I knew a couple. You know? So it's like it's like if if some people that's their thing. Like they feel like they were put on this earth to show what they can do. And hey, if it worked for you, it worked for you. But some people, I feel like, like I said, it is it's just so multi-level, it's case by case. You really have to know a person to know. But some people I do feel like it is a self-image thing. And they feel like if they don't do this, they have no other choice or they have nothing else. And I feel like it's those people I would really love to just have a conversation with, not even to persuade, just to honestly hear their story. And if they want help or if they want to talk about it, we can. But I just like to have a conversation personally. I I, I agree with you, Kaylin. And now I got to bring it back to culture, black community. As a month, as a historical statement. Black men are supposed to automatically think that a person is damaged who would. Like that's a that's a historical statement that black men are supposed to emit out their mouth 
about sex workers, about porn stars, about prostitutes, about your your average everyday street hooker. So she something wrong with her, something wrong with that pimp, something wrong with that 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 gay man just being gay one. But then if he's out on the streets selling himself, if if he's got a OnlyFans, something gotta be wrong with. So that's the that's the culture. That's the that's black community historically teaching black men what they're supposed to say. Me as an individual with all the education that I've got and all the intellect that I've worked so hard to acquire, I agree with Kaylin. It's a very intricate answer, and you can't paint everybody with the same brush. Some people are hurt. Some people are damaged. Some people do have low self-esteem. Some people have been convinced that's all they can do in life. And then there are some who are very much aware of themselves. They're very much aware of what they're doing, what, what it costs, what it does in the eyesight of the public. I mean, again, I, I, you know, my background coming from where I come from, all that I've been through in life, I wasn't joking when I say I know a couple of, I know a couple of women who will tell you to your face right now about their past, and it's well documented on DVD and film. Hey. <laughs> I, was, I knew what I was doing and I did it to the best of my ability and ain't nobody been able to be able to touch me to this day. And so I get it. I get it. It, it You know, we come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And you can't, and you know, what, what's our favorite phrase about the black community? We're not a monolith. You can't. Mm-hmm. You, you, we, we are separate individuals who are always seeking how to work in concert together. If you're the if you're the sex worker, I'm the doctor and he's the lawyer and she's the burger flipper and he's the mechanic and whatever, then we all should be able to come to the table of black community and figure out how to push each other forward. But as a man, no, I won't I won't never strike. I won't never strike an individual until I get the opportunity to learn the individual. Yeah. I think I think that's something that we all as a people really just have to do more practice more of. It's really taking time to understand somebody before we make a judgment or before we just assume anything, really. Because a lot of situations are so multi-level, so multi-tier. Like, just think about some of the decisions you have made in your life. Like, how many, how how many factors actually led up to that decision you made, whether it was messed up or whether it was that one great decision. It's so many factors. So I feel like that's the same thing whenever someone makes a a, a career change. So instead of assuming, just really have a conversation with that person and just really see where they're at. Like just really genuinely, just I just I just want to know where you're at. Now I don't I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. I just yeah. care about you. I really feel like it's weird to hear that. 
It's weird to hear someone say, why are you doing that? It's like, uh, I'm doing this. No, I don't care why. Like, I'm not judging you. Why? Like, genuinely, tell me why. Because people are so used to being manipulated. No one actually knows how it feels for someone to care about what they got going on. Yeah, I just, um, I, I, I agree with you, Kaylin. And, and I'm glad you asked that question of us, Keeks, because it, it reminds me of how, and, and I know we, we, we don't talk about this often in our podcast or as a group, but we do live inside of America and inside of a black community and a black culture in America that still to this day bases most of its social rules and regulations off the pleasures of men, like literally. And so again, and now I say it out loud again, being the older, these are the moments where I get joy listening to you to being the younger. Because you're exhibiting as a millennial, as a person that is within that generation that can show me what going, what our promotion within Generation X, baby boomer. Uh, and then I, I learned recently the generation before baby boomer was called the greatest generation alive, the ones that went through World War II. Um, oh, I was going to say, is that really what they're called? Yeah, they were called the greatest generation. Yeah, and then I believe baby, it. Then came baby boomers, and then came Generation X. So, um, within Black America, Black culture, like we promoted, go to college, go to college. Uh, you know, get your education, get your education. You guys are the eventuality of what it is to get education. Oh, wait a minute, you think in a way. That is not like your grandparents. You think and move and process in a way that's not like your parents. That's not like your older cousins. That's not like your uncles and your aunts. So when we hear you speak on certain topics, such as sex workers, like we get shook because we're like, why are you calling them sex workers? That's giving them some type of uh, reputation and some type of respect. And if you really go back to that train of thought, that's primarily a male-driven thought pattern of, I didn't call her respectable. I didn't call him respectable. So why are you trying to go against me? And it's like, bruh, those days are gone. Like, you got to get next to the fact that we are not in, like, yes, to a degree, I will say that a lot of what America does on a daily basis as a society is an operation to diminish the presence and effectiveness of the black male figure. But a lot of what the black male figure is today is not what the black males of today who have voice is speaking about. Mm-hmm. I am an old black man, you know, in relative fashion. I'm an old black man. 
um, older, let me say it like that. I'm an older black man in relative fashion to the culture, to the community, present day, 2021. I can sit here and tell you, if I run into a dude my age and older and I hear them say some stupid stuff like, man, my woman can't never own, can't never earn more money than me. I got to earn the most money in the household. Like, I'm just going to look at him like, dang, dude, they still make you? (laughs) 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 They ain't stopped making you yet. But on the flip side, if I run into a woman who is looking at me like, well, you know, you got to get it for yourself. I ain't trying to help you. You you got to take care of me. I'm like, oh, now they making you? Like, because on the flip side, if you're, you know, to me, if you're a black woman, I don't need you to submit to me subservient. I don't need you to submit to me. You don't have more intelligence to me. I need you to submit to the fact that if we don't work together, we're not going to get nowhere. So I don't need to go out in the world and fight the world 20, you know, uh, 16, 18 hours out of the day and then come home and fight you. I don't care that you make more money than me. I don't care that you got a PhD. I don't care that you didn't been in corporate America for 15 years and you're vice president of this and this and this. Go ahead, boo, do you. I'll, I'll buy a suit and go to the to the dinner with you. But I'm not about to sit up here and fight you on some cultural tip. And the same way with the dudes. I'm not about to sit up here and agree with some fool. Yeah, man, because if she make more money than you, she going to try to take you, you know, you didn't go somewhere with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Cause man, shoot, baby, what you make, we make. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, but that you got to be on that thought process, man. I really feel like it take a real man. It takes a real man to uh to follow a woman. Hmm. Hmm. Elaborate. Cause you saying something you again? I I love it. Say it, talk it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, cause cause, and I feel like I've I've come to realize this in my relationship. Women, okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a okay. What my my lady has? She tells me that she tells me things all the time. Like I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. I should do that. And I like, and she will even suggest things, and I just don't take her suggestion and I take it my way and it's like totally messed up and I end up going back to her way and she's like mm, should have listened to me and it's and I've come to realize like women have this thing and this is a broad stroke I can give women I feel like it's a great nod to women the forethought that women have is amazing and I feel like it's understanding you know tools and power what I was talking to about before like the power of forethought. Some women have a such amazing forethought. It's a double-edged sword. It's so amazing that it hinders them because it's just like, okay, I wonder what my man, I wonder what my man doing. He probably doing this. He probably doing that. He probably doing this. Ooh, let me hit him up. Ooh, let me do da 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 da. And then you know you go into a whole nother realm of forethought. Or your forethought could be, I know my man like this, or I know he like that, or I know my partner loves this, and I can do this for them. I can do that for them. I know they're going to boom, 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 and that can be a whole nother. So it's just seeing the forethought of women and really understanding how, like, women just have that mind. Like, they really can see things, like, in the future. Like, not clairvoyant, but just they have the emotional intelligence and just the awareness to just see things. And I don't think it's – I think it's just something that women naturally have. 
and just like men naturally are just, you know, we can just be stronger. Women are just naturally just in, just intuitive, and I'm so like attracted to the in, the, the intuition of women because it's it's just so alluring in the sense of like not alluring in the sense of I I want to conquer her, uh, alluring in the sense of and attractive in the sense of I want to learn from her. I really want to see how I can have that forethought, how I can have that emotional intelligence to understand situations, read a room, read a person. So I think by by I think it's, it takes a real man to follow a woman. It takes a real man to let a woman teach him the things that he knows he needs. And it takes a real woman to allow a man to teach her what she knows she needs and that she doesn't actually have. And I think another thing is uh, we're always we well the the narrative has always been women need to submit to men and then men submit to God. Okay, well we need to understand who God is. God is us. So if a woman submits to man, then a man needs to submit to women because what a God is in women just as God is in man. So it's about a submission to each other. It's not about one submitting to the other. When a man, when a woman submits to a man, she's submitting to him because she sees that he's willing to submit to her. It, 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 it's the, it's yin and yang. It's the beautiful ebb and flow of ebony and ivory. It's the story of life. Like everything needs a balance. The the good and the bad. Men are the protectors. Women are the freaking like nurturers. The the mind thinkers. The mind creators. Men are the workers. The getters. The the hands. That's just because that, that that's how the body works. Your brain can't be everywhere at once, but it can send communications to things. So, uh, you know, just think of your, your house as just like, you know, a brain. The man is the hands, the feet, but the man needs the brain, a.k.a. the woman, to operate the thing in a, in a functional way. But it's not a thing of what's more important than the other. We all need each other to coexist and to operate smoothly and as heavenly as we can through this process called life. So it takes a real man to follow a woman just as it takes a real woman to follow a man. Hmm. <laughs> you got anything to add? No, Keith? I'm I'm absorbing. I'm absorbing. No, I'm the, I'm the same way. Cause again, at the end of the day, it goes. You know, I'm glad you said it, uh, Kaylin, because that is one of the biggest clashes that we have in our community, and it's the clash of. What does it mean to be a black man in relations to a black woman? And we're allowing certain people on both sides, black men and black women, to have rhetoric that is resounding throughout the community that is starting to begin to have influence on the community to then begin to shape the thought of the community, and I am cautious to listen to both sides, because just like you said, if I'm listening to a sister and she wants to promote the advancement of the intelligence of Black women, if she can present it and promote it without tearing down. Sister, you just said what every black man needs to hear. The same way with a brother. 
he's promoting and, and, and posturing and presenting himself in a way to 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 elevate and and move forward the agenda of excellence within black men and he can do it without ever putting his mouth on how black women move operate or have their being then brother i'm all with you or for you i got issues at my age with these people within our community who are promoting such ideas and they're promoting them on the back of the opposite gender to tear them down. Well, if you, you know, again, it's just, I'm glad you're saying it and I'm, and I'm glad it's coming from someone younger because it's, it's showing that, like you said earlier, culture has to move forward. And in the forward progress of Black culture inside Black America, there has to be a dying, a death of certain, and I'm going to use the word, certain archaic thought patterns. Yeah. And, and if we're not, if, you know, uh, uh, just a short story, and I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the episode until we decide to cut it off. Um, uh, don't lie. Okay, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right when the midterm elections were happening, no, no, not the mid, yeah, the midterms. Right when the midterm elections were happening, and we were had this was right before this was right at the end of twenty. No, I take that back. It was it was it was it was at the end of 2019 when all the candidates were getting ready to to get themselves geared up to run against uh Donald Trump. And in the area of the city that I live in, there were some very well-meaning uh white individuals that came into the hood to stump for Bernie Sanders. And, you know, again, progressive, young, white, liberal people, and they're in the hood. They're surrounded by black folks. And I just so happened to be coming home from work, and one of the young dudes ran up to me, and he was like, hey, I just want to ask, you know, are you thinking about voting? Are you registered? And I was like, bro, I'm very well informed. I just want to thank you for the effort of being out here. You know, I know who I'm going to vote for. And, you know, I hope you all have a great day. Make sure you be careful. Sun's about to go down. You might want to go ahead and get on where you want to go now. And they were like, oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, I have to say, this is exactly what the man said to me. I remember now. He said, I have to tell you, you're probably the very first conversation I'd have had all day that has some substance to it. Why am, why do you think people like myself receive so much resistance in your neighborhood. I said, come on, bro. Don't be, don't, don't, don't ask a question you don't really want to answer to. I say, it's because of your skin tone. It's hard for us to trust you. Even if you're coming to present, it's hard for us to trust you. Now the, the conversation carried on and here's where I'm getting to when I'm talking about old habits, old ways, old ideas gotta die as culture moves forward. 
one of the questions that one of the young ladies asked when she walked up was, well, why do you think so many black people would be opposed to voting for Bernie Sanders? I say, because we still to this day, as a community, as a culture, young black people look at what grandma is doing, looking at what the older generation does. It's not that we don't have our own ideas. It's not that we don't have our own points of view. It's kind of a respect issue. It's, it's, it's the, and, and I didn't go into detail, but I will with you guys on this podcast. It's, it's the thing about church. You got more young black people going to church and they really don't know why they go. But if you ask them, they'll tell you because grandmama go, because my auntie go, because this is what my mama did. But if you ask them about their own relationship with God, their own belief structure, what do they believe? Do they read the word of God? Do they read the Quran? Do they read the Torah? Do they read the, the enlightened teachings of Buddha? Do they'll tell you, no, I don't. I just go here because this is where the family went. So, and I'm gonna stick within the Christian culture. Within black America, Christian is only a moniker, a button that you put on on Sundays on the lapel of your clothes for two hours, maybe three. And then when those two or three hours are over, you take the pen off your lapel and you go about the rest of your life. And for you, you're a Christian because you put the pen on on Sundays because you go, you go to the building, you give your, you give your offering. You might even tithe, but you don't really know if you believe that stuff. You don't really know if you believe what's in that book, but you do it because the archaic old way of respect is what we were taught and what we walk with more than we do wanting to challenge it for ourselves to figure out, am I even supposed to be keeping up this way of life? And that might need to die. Not, not, not in particular with going to church. I would want people to, to have a, 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 a spiritual life. But, you know, we got to let these ideas die. We got to let some of these old ideas die. We got the we got we got the we got the mud around in the darkness until we find the light. And I feel like some some of those some of those deaths that you're speaking of are gonna come with a lot of darkness because it's it's just it's just two powerful mindsets coming together. And I feel like c- coming back, kind of bringing it back to just black love between a black man and a black woman. I think. The reason it's so hard for a black man to follow a black woman and vice versa is because it's two powerful beings coming together. Like, imagine the, imagine a meeting between the sun and the moon. Imagine how much power is just in that meeting. That's what it is when it's a black man and a black woman coming together. It's two powerful beings coming together and like one person can say, I can smash this thing. The other person can say, I can smash it, rebuild it, and do it again. And so it's like, I think it's really just understanding each other's power and understanding, okay, I'm powerful, yes, you're powerful, yes. But there are places where you're lack and I'm more powerful at and vice versa. So let's complement each other opposed to fighting each other for the top spot. 
because if we realize we're the only two up here. So we the top. Let's just keep building on this instead of trying to tear each other down. I think that's the thing. Like, we the best. Okay, let's join forces and get better. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Keys, what, 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 you over there? No taking. Absorbing. <laughs> she she over Everything. here crockpotting. Marinating. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing to marinate. List of who will be getting this episode most definitely first. Like you're getting this first. Go ahead. Got something for you. Go ahead. I'm just dropping this off for you right today. here, real quick. Receive this, amen. Okay. So, okay, so question to you two, and and Keeks, okay. I want you to answer first. Um, as you do move forward in culture inside Black America, in the Black community, are you able to see more of them on the opposite side, the opposite gender, who are not beholden? to the old way of thought? Or are you still running into people that you're like, dang, they still make you? Mm. Hmm. I love that question. So I think it depends on your age range. People who are closer to my age, I've noticed that they're still figuring themselves out, figuring out the things that they want to follow, the things that they don't want to follow. If they're going to follow the same traditions that they grew up on, have those same beliefs that their parents had and things of that nature then if you're a little older I kind of see those people more set in their ways like okay well all right decided I'm gonna flow with this I'm not gonna flow with that that's what it is that's what it's not um but I definitely see more or encounter more people closer to my age range so a lot of people challenging some of the things that they were raised upon Kayla? I honestly have, have seen just a, a, a wonderful mix of both. I've seen young young adults have a traditional mindset and just stuck in their ways or stuck in what they do. And I've seen older people take on just the new wave of technology, the new wave of social media, just made it their own. And I, I, I think it's just uh, it, I, seeing it it really makes me realize at the end of the day, it is a choice. Like it, like when you get older, you, it's not just a changing of guard. Like you just get older and you just become like that, uh, progressive commercial. Like you buy a house and you become like your parents. Like it, it's not like that. Like you really have the choice to be who you ever want to be, no matter how young or how old you are. And I think that really is empowering to me to just really understand that I don't have to be that prototype uncle, brother, nephew, what son, husband, whatever that is that I've seen or that I haven't seen. I, I don't I don't have to do that. I can just be whoever I want to be and love that person. And so I just I've just enjoyed seeing the collective, the collective, seeing the eclectic 
um, souls just around me. And when I say around me, I mean in real life, social media, just anything. And just seeing how how everything can gel beautifully or everything can just be crap. <laughs> but just seeing the power and the beauty in both of those situation, situations and realizing that at the end of the day, we all can choose. We all have the choice to be what we want to be and who we want to be. I think that's the most empowering thing to know that you have the power to be who you want to be. You have it in yourself to change your life. It's just all about, do you really want to change it? Do you have the will to stick through the tough part to get to the glory? Just like being in a healthy relationship. Do you want to stick through the difficult conversations to get to the peace that lasts for months, for years before you have another issue arise, but you have to get through that tough conversation first. So um, I think it's really just a choice of like, where do you want your pain to be? Do you want the pain to be for the rest of your life? Or do you want the pain to be for a quick little hour? I mean, it's your choice. By the end of the day, you're going to feel some pain. Man. So once more and again, we here at SFA Charlotte have given you the opportunity to hear, to witness who we are as we come to meet you, wanting you to show us who you are. And we want to thank you guys for just being here with us, watching us grow, watching us make these uh, steps towards independence. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to catch y'all on the next episode. So, uh, this is Brother Stokes signing off. Y'all have a beautiful, Keeps. blessed, and phenomenal evening. Evening, We love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in, and we thank y'all for y'all support. And Kate. Hey, man. You already know what it is. Choose you consistently while executing marathon mentality. I love each and every one of y'all. Peace. And we are out of here. SFA Charlotte. Charlotte's premier podcast program oh oh and don't forget strive for achievement <laughs> every day <laughs> 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 <laughs>